0: The,
1: the,
0: the yeah, do it. I, I don't know the poem off the top of my head. I <laughs> <laughs> look like. Darn it, Kevin! Don't go gently into the dying light.
2: Okay, here, 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 here. Do oh, not shoot. go gentle into the good do night. Good gentle. Old age should night. burn and rave as close of day. Oh, rage, rage against rage the dying against of the light. Dying of light. Do not go gentle into that good do night. Do not go
0: gentle into that good night. Michael Cage, <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh, my God. Well, I don't know.
2: I was trying to I, go with yeah, something. Yeah, no, 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 no. I like it. Well, it's throughout the film.
0: It's, it is throughout the film. Uh, by, and by the end of the film, I probably could have done it myself. Yeah, <laughs> do not go gently into that good night. What's the better poem? What are you going to pick? You going to pick that one? You going to pick the one that the little pony boy is saying? You want to Professor brand? Or you want Ponyboy Curtis? <laughs> Which one?
2: Oh, no. Those are the
0: poems that we have on Shelf Life. I forgot about that. But over the, over the course of Shelf Life, we've had two poems so far. Only two. Featured <laughs> in the movies.
2: There's got to be more than two. Now that might be it.
0: Let's hmm. think about this. <laughs> does it, Does Amy sign language a poem?
2: No, I don't think Amy has a poem. I was kind of, well... I think it's it. That's is, there it. A, is there a poem in Ghosts?
0: No, there's is a song, there... but there's no poem. And yeah, that
2: doesn't count.
0: There's no poem in Usual Suspects. There's no poem in Small Soldiers that I can remember. Yeah, it's two poems so far. Your choice is Robert Foss. <laughs> <laughs> or Dylan Thomas. One's well, about.
2: It's gonna be one. Uh, is, one Foss is about.
0: One is about the loss of innocence, and the yes. other. Is about dying so both of them are about (laughs) death wow all right great (laughs) it's kind of true (laughs) oh my god i'm kevin
2: i'm rachel
0: (laughs) rachel's questioning her existence oh crap you always question your existence because you always go i am kevin i am kevin i'm kevin well
2: today i'm rachel
0: today rachel is rachel that's right I mean, she could be. She could. Or am I? Am I? I, Am I
2: one of them? Am I?
0: (laughs) Before I even say the name of the podcast, if you aren't into bad impressions of Michael Caine and Matthew McConaughey, give us your download and then just move on. No, still listen (laughs) and share it with all of your friends. That's right. Subscribe
2: everywhere. You're right.
0: I apologize. How dare you? Rachel is right. Subscribe share rate and review and tell enjoy
2: all of your friends
0: tell every, not just your friends tell your enemies tell yes. your parents that's right your kids your kids yes. teachers your teachers if you are a kid all of <laughs> your <them>. students <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what we need <laughs> and this is shelf life a podcast where a brother and sister team go through all of the genres of pop culture, be that books, TV, comics, games, video games, professional wrestling, sports, sports entertainment, anything else that we can think of. And we determine whether or not in a very, very methodical manner, whether or not those things belong on your shelf. And of course, we also make sure that if we get close to a wormhole that we don't touch anything because we don't know what yeah. the other side of that wormhole is. Yeah,
2: you gotta be careful with wormholes, black holes, you know, relativity, all Don't of that kind of stuff. Don't touch
0: anything on the wormhole. Yeah, yeah, That was the first lesson that I told my daughter, and she ignored it. So she deserved to die. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, we're, we're in the thick of Volume 3 right now. What is up for contention on the shelf today? Because it's kind of a big one.
2: A very big
0: sci-fi drama. In every sense of the word. honestly yes
2: we are blasting off into space shooting through a wormhole and orbiting around a black hole (laughs) that is interstellar
0: interstellar the 2014 christopher nolan film interstellar this is the newest thing we've done on shelf life so far the most current the most current subject that we've touched so far on shelf life we have another 2014 episode coming out, this yes. volume. Is that for like a reason... wall
2: right now? We're just like, well, let's not go past this wall yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: well, it, it's almost like every volume. I think we stopped this in volume four, so it won't continue. But I, it's like every volume we have two things from the same year for some I reason. I don't know how we do that.
2: It's like an accident. We're not yeah, doing it's it on completely purpose. completely
0: accidental. I don't think we do it in volume four. We might do it in volume five. We've booked the show out a little farther in advance because we have to. So anyway, Interstellar, the big 2014 movie that was Christopher Nolan's follow-up from The Dark Knight Rises, I think is is what came up before this, at least for Christopher Nolan. Rachel, we are prepped for this two-hour and 49-minute movie. For those that are new to shelf life, well, you're in for a treat when we're doing a large movie like this. For those of you that are our usual listeners, our lifers, if you will, if there's a part one shelf, <laughs> I don't
2: know what
0: you want to call it. I, I like lifers. And if lifers there's a fun, if there's a part one after the title, you know why. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> I will. OK, I will. I will preface. I don't I don't know if I'm going describe... to say it.
0: Don't say it. I probably will describe everything. <laughs> Rachel, what is your history with the movie? Okay, this is fun. I like how this one has a story. <laughs> this, this one is fun. I go, we're going to tell you well, a it's, story. Well, it's, it's,
2: it's a very short story, but it's like it's An just, just kind of funny. It's, all, it's, it's a little land. anecdote, you know? So yada, yada, yada. So anyways, we always go to a, a movie the night before Thanksgiving. That's a little tradition of ours. Yeah, we started and... it in...
0: I think we started it with Skyfall for some reason. It was, I
2: think it was with Skyfall. I think it was.
0: I don't know why. I think we just thought, like, let's go the night before Thanksgiving because there won't be a lot of people there. Right. And then we decided every year we were going to make a tradition out of that where we would go to a movie. Yes. Right before the, the night before Thanksgiving. And usually we tried to make it something that was slightly different than like a Marvel movie or like something that we were going to go see regardless, like a little more adult or a little more, you know, something, something,
2: something interesting, something different.
0: But something still like big or fantastical if we could, like we've done Arrival that way. We did Catching Fire. We did that way. What else did we do that way? Or what else was a uh, an- there was movie? A, there
2: was another uh, James Bond movie that you both fell. We asleep fell asleep. In,
0: yeah, and I laughed uh, and woke you up. We also went to Mockingjay <laughs> that same year, so we, yeah. we did too. We did Knives Out that way. That's
2: yes, we did.
0: I, I, I want to go back and actually see all the movies we did, but for 2014, it was Interstellar. It so was Interstellar. I'm sorry. I, wanted, I, wanted to, it, I wanted to preface that, so go ahead.
2: Well, the thing is, is that we don't usually go to like an early movie. But this one didn't have anything earlier than 11 o'clock at night. So we went to see. It might have been like 10.30. I probably still have the stuff. 11. I try to collect all It was 11. I bet you anything that those, those it was like a 10.45 or something. Yeah, that's but probably the right. previews went through and then it was like 11.10 by the yeah. time it started. Okay. Yeah. Look. <laughs>
0: yes. This is So correct. it
2: was 11 o'clock at night. This movie is three hours long and it's a slow burn. I will warn you now, it is a slow burn in space. It's very theatrical. Like very very
0: emotional, yeah. Yeah. And I was tired. <laughs> it was like you, two in the you might morning. have had, it was you like might have had class that day. Because like you probably. were in college. So
2: I probably did. I was probably exhausted. <laughs> huh
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so we'll get to the point if Rachel can remember it, where she was like it's two in the m- goddamn morning why are we at <laughs> so this late? movie theater I don't think I was I don't think I was prepared for it to be that long either I mean we we tempt fate when we go to the movies that late usually oh yeah but we like well, like that. now it's
2: like like nine or ten late latest yeah. like no no later than ten
0: <laughs> like. yeah we did this might have been that movie where we kind of learned our lesson like okay we can't go to the latest show. i think it was
2: the last showing
0: of it we have to go to like nine o'clock ten o'clock because then most of the riffraff is out of there because they don't want to go that late yeah. but it doesn't end too late that you're like okay that Like, I'm exhausted. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, so that's our little story about going to Interstellar. We went way too late. I remember, I remember we, okay, I don't think we sat in our usual spot either. I don't think we sat back row middle. It
2: might have been back road side. I don't, I don't, it it couldn't have been anywhere but like the side or the middle. I I kind of remember uh, sitting to the left a little bit.
0: Like, I, yeah, I remember being on a side and if I, felt like we weren't in the back row but we might have been because i i can vividly remember probably a false picture of you turning to me and being like you bringing it up (laughs) offline i remember being like you saying when are they going to get to space
2: (laughs) i'll tell you guys in the movie because i remember i think i remember the scene when i said that because it was like very soon after they actually did it to space but but i remember
0: like I, re- I remember not being in the back or something when they did that. Like, for some reason, I picture being on the side, and I don't know why. But regardless, yes, we went to go see this one in the theaters, you and I did, as a Thanksgiving movie. Hence why the drop date for this episode may be around Thanksgiving. Because for some reason, ourselves. this is a <laughs> Thanksgiving fit. movie. <laughs> for those at home that have not seen Interstellar or what's it, what it is about, Rachel, what is Interstellar about?
2: So, Interstellar is about a future Earth that is starving. The, the food isn't growing anymore. I think we're, they're running out of water. There's like dust storms. It's yeah, very can, something
0: about water. Yeah. What? Yeah, they say something about water. I can't. I remember think what I think the
2: water said. is like it's just becoming lesser because like the plants and stuff are dying. Yeah. So it's just not like actually creating like. Water and rain and and things of that nature. And the whole idea is that we need to figure out how how to survive. So the human race wants to survive, and the idea is to find a new planet. And they're going a new going universe. To, they're <laughs>
0: they're they're going on a journey to try to find yes. that new planet for yes. for humanity to move to. Yes, essentially. So yeah, that I mean that is that is the story. That's what we get here. But it is a big, big, big space opera, and it's the big Christopher Nolan style space opera where everything is huge and and there's melodrama and there's emotion, lots of
2: emotion.
0: He had Hans Zimmer do a score, and Hans decided. Score. I love this score. <laughs>
2: it's so great.
0: We'll get into it with when all we do... like
2: the visuals, and then having that music in the background. Yeah, and having all the emotion, you get very into it.
0: The motion, maybe. We'll get into the <laughs> score a little bit more probably during the walkthrough because like Hans Zimmer did the score. It's our second mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer. Well, it's our first Hans Zimmer score in episode order, but we have two Hans Zimmer scores this volume. Hans Zimmer did the score. Chris only wanted him to do something not Batman like cuz inception like cuz he was like mm-hmm. let's like do something different and then they they Hans Zimmer came up w- with like let's get the pipe organ cuz it's mm-hmm. like a so it makes it almost like they're trying to make it like a religious experience like we're we're you know sure. doing something like to the stars it's and all that It's bigger than kind
2: of. us obviously yeah. like that's yeah. the universe you're going out into the universe that's that's something h- huge and you can't even comprehend it
0: and, type of and thing. something that the movie does, again, we'll talk about as we go through, is it's trying to juxtapose this massive, we're trying to save humanity event mm-hmm. with all of these little things that you care about only as like a human being that are insignificant in the grand scheme of the universe, right. like people being born the, and dying and the, things uh, like that.
2: It It's kind of like the, um, what is it called? Saving killing the one to save the many or saving like killing the few to save the many or whatever
0: you're, you're thinking of mr spock's
2: yes but i Dr. mean it spock's. is kind of that whole idea because usually you're owning your own little universe your own little the bubble needs,
0: the needs of the many
2: the needs of the many outweigh the, <laughs> the yeah the needs of the I'm few cute. So, but you're like your own little bubble, and your own little family, and your friends, and the people you know, and your neighborhood, and, and that's your universe, right? But this is supposed to be the entire universe of humanity. Period. Like it's it's not just the little subsection; it's the entire humanity. And what's so, important, like right?
0: Yes, like it's all important. But for you, can't wrap your head around that as an individual. The thing that's important is your people. And the things yes. that you care about.
2: And the connections and all yeah. of that. And it, it, we'll, we'll get to the, the little moral or like the little like everything that the connector that they come up with. Like, you know, it's a little cliche, but the cliches come from something.
0: Yeah. I know. Kevin so doesn't d-
2: like it. <laughs> I,
0: do you remember? I feel like we had a debate about so Rachel and I, when we go to the movies, we usually end up her husband hates it, I think. Because we'll he cares. He doesn't think. We'll want to, like, <laughs> dissect <knows> <laughs> it after the movie. I still do that Life with just Home. him. <laughs> sure, I'm sure he's like, mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I don't remember if we dissected the, the solution to the movie at the end. Do you remember liking it or disliking it? The movie? When you first saw it. No, 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 just the, it's love, Murph.
2: I, I probably, it probably felt cliche. It probably also made me feel emotional, but I was also tired. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably, I, it because I was tired watching it, I was probably like, yeah, this is a little cliche, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, I was tired.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to think about it. We'll see what, during the walkthrough, I think that's definitely going to be something that we'll hash out as we go because I'm not I'm just not sure I'm not positive how I feel about that one yet interesting I don't remember what I felt about it that night have you watched this movie since then no no I
2: haven't I don't think I I don't think I've seen it since then I've remembered it I remembered a lot from it which is kind of interesting yeah like But I I don't think I've seen it since then. I don't even know if it's been like played on TV where it's like, oh hey, I'll see this like scene or something. and Yeah, then I feel like they used on. to put it on FX. I've heard the music a lot.
0: Yeah, I feel like they I feel like they had it on FX. But to your point, I don't know if I've really watched it that much either. I'm sure I have watched it, you know, on TV if they had it on TV. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I sat down and watched it. And again, to your point, I remembered a lot. I knew like. <laughs> yes. There's a part when they're on Doctor Man's planet, the glacier planet. Yeah, yeah. And there's rising action, and it feels like we're crescendoing. And I was like, "Oh, we must be pretty close to the end." And I paused, and there was an hour left. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, "No, because this happens, and this happens, and this happens, and this happens. We can't." And you remember everything that happens, like. and I was right. I knew that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened. I just but... didn't realize that it took an hour. <laughs> and I remembered yeah. TARS and I remembered all of that stuff. Yes. So it does stick with you in a, in a weird way mm-hmm. that I did not recall it sticking with me. I mean, we'll talk about this at the end, but it feels very engrossing to come back and it... watch it again. Yes.
2: Yes. No, but I agree. It is very, like, engrossing to come back to it. Because, I, I kept thinking, oh, boy, it's going to be a long one to rewatch. Because I'm like, I remember it being long, and it's going to be a lot, and, like, I can't watch it too late, because, like, lot. all of Still that. a lot. Still is a lot. And it is a lot, but I got into it. Like, I was <sighs> engrossed into it. Yeah. So, yeah. it didn't feel that long.
0: Right. Right. It just all but, of a sudden
2: got late, and I was like, "Oh."
0: Right. But 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 that you know that begs the question like how will it make the shelf and all of that kind of thing because um, right all of the all of the mechanics that it has in it.
2: I remember Interstellar a lot more than I remember Dunkirk.
0: <laughs> yeah, D- and I've Dunkirk. only seen Dunkirk
2: once too. So. Dunk, Dunkirk
0: <laughs> Dunkirk just kind of exists to me. We'll do Dunkirk one day, I'm sure. Yeah, one day. Well, of course we will. Of course or, we will. But but for Interstellar purposes, yes, I agree. I think it. Sticks with you a little But just to
2: give it, just to give it like a parallel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the way that this movie came about was a a bit interesting because Christopher Nolan is a filmmaker who wants to do everything the traditional way as a director. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is it? Get out your sport coat with no tie because we're doing a Christopher Nolan movie. So everybody get out that your best Christopher Nolan look. Oh my God. Likes to film on film as opposed to digital. I think still does at the time of this recording. His latest one is still on film. He likes to shoot with IMAX cameras. A lot of this was shot with IMAX cameras. I could see that. Rachel, I watched this on my Blu-ray copy, but you were watching it via streaming. Mm -hmm. Did the screen do the wide and then shrunk and then wide and then shrink, depending on scene by scene? I don't know. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't know if I really know it might have and I just didn't notice it.
0: Okay. That's um, good. I noticed it. And But
2: usually it was like when it was the the space and they were like displaying most of that as an IMAX. Yeah. It was like the full screen. Yeah. So Yeah.
0: Every once in a while it goes to the to the to the widescreen, the usual th- movie look and it was it wasn't jarring, but because I kept noticing it like mm. I could I could see it, but he likes to shoot with the IMAX cameras, and he likes to do a lot of practical effects. And the other thing that he wanted to do and make sure was that if he was going to do this movie, he was going to have it scientifically accurate, or as scientifically accurate as they could as make it. As we know and understand. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this in the future, like a hundred years from now, or, or whatever, even longer. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably like... Well, we've actually a... gone through a black hole before, and we know what's inside. All right, so here's here's something. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, this movie takes place in 2067. That's not far. No! We'd be in our 70s at that point. Wow, okay. So, wait, right? Yeah, it's... How many years from that? It, Are you giving us
2: a... Don't give them the... Our, our, the, our... the they
0: cut it out. <laughs> It, that's 44 years. That's 44 so years from now. Yes, yeah, so we'd be in our 70s. So we, we'd be John Lithgow. In we this would movie. be John Lithgow. John know. Lithgow is a millennial if the mm-hmm. Wikipedia date is to be correct. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got to be further than that. Now, granted, in the nine or or since this movie has come out, humanity has gotten worse yeah. and has gone way to shit more than and it did in 2014. Technology is nuts. So. So. I get that in 2014, maybe it was optimistic that we would have the ability to fly to Saturn. But in 20 t- the year that we're recording this, I'm like, there's no fucking way we're getting to Saturn by the time we're in our 70s.
2: I mean, we say that. I hope that, I'm wrong. We say that, but, you know, Can't we get uh, technology a constantly to work is, most of the time? <laughs> I mean, they do need to replace the trains. If they haven't they replaced replace the trains by the time I'm 70, su- good God. If you
0: to 100 years in the future, <laughs> our world right now kind of fucking sucks. And I hope that we got better.
2: I mean, I, we always hope to get better. But <laughs> the technology has gone it has exploded in our times. So, I mean, you never know. Feels it feels could, like it's it, it it feels could feels continuously like a
0: plateau. Do a, a bit it does of a feel plateau. like a plateau.
2: It does. It feels like there's a, a creative and scientific plateau, which is weird. You know, they made you never that, know. They it made may that explode phone again. and now they
0: just keep putting more cameras on it instead of coming up with something new. That's They're just like, Here's uh, another true. camera. Oh, here's this, another camera. This one <laughs> folds and has more cameras. Did you need another camera? Cause we put another camera on it and it folds. <laughs> the screen still breaks. Very It cracks easily, really easily. It but it but. <laughs> folds. And it's got seven cameras on it. Cause you needed seven cameras. Anyways. Anyways. (laughs) My point is that he wanted to get scientifically accurate. Sure. So. (laughs) And space science is a little different than what you're talking about. But that's. Yes. Yes. So Linda Ops, I think is how you say her name. I'm not quite sure. She is a producer in Hollywood. Uh, She went to Columbia University and she went to Columbia University with a guy named Kip Thorne. Kip Thorne is a theoretical physicist Okay. that is responsible, currently kind of known for his work on gravitational waves, the theory of relativity, wormholes, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I guess Linda and Kip were sharing some like, you know, thoughts or whatever, and they decided that it would be kind of neat to make a movie about the wormholes and what have you. Mm-hmm. So the, Christopher Nolan's brother was brought on to do the writing, Jonathan Nolan. And he was going to write up a script kind of centered around, you know, whatever this idea of a dystopian near future. Sure. And dystopi- like dystopian, but it's like, you know, the earth is dying or humanity's time on earth is almost
2: dying. apocalyptic. Cause yes. it is like the end of the earth.
0: Yes. The end of humanity trying to find a new new home world. The original director for this will probably not surprise you, or the person that they were tapping to direct this will probably not surprise you. Steven Spielberg. Okay. Yeah. They might that doesn't, Spielberg. It
2: doesn't really surprise me. I, I feel could, like it would be a lot different if it I, was Steven Spielberg. It
0: would be a lot different, but I kind of want to know what it would be like to have a steven spielberg version of this yeah put it into an ai it'll, it'll build it for you <laughs> like it, would, it would be interesting like i i want to know what the sure like the, no the i think same, it would be really interesting it would almost be even more interesting like take the exact same script and just give it to steven spielberg and see what it like doesn't it's not a weird it's not it? an interesting thought experiment like maybe one day with ai we'll be able to do that where it's like take this movie
2: Although th- I think people do do that with and AI and put it already. in the
0: style of Steven Spielberg. Right oh now. yeah,
2: people are doing stuff like that now.
0: Oh, are they really? Yes. <laughs> Interesting.
2: The thing is with Steven Spielberg, and I guess technically
0: they are <laughs> Okay, here she goes. She's got an idea.
2: <laughs> well, cuz I'm like looking at the ones he's done and I'm looking for sci-fi. Right? Minority Report, ET, sci-fi. sure,
0: Close Encounters. He's got sci-fi up and down. He does the, have the decades.
2: sci-fi.
0: Jurassic this... Park is sci-fi,
2: but he doesn't have it where he it's sci-fi. It's in space. on Earth.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's
2: sci-fi yeah. on Earth. He doesn't it's have a space Working epic. with the technology we have, yeah, he yeah. doesn't have like an epic that like it's larger. Like to... this is space. Like this mm-hmm. is a little bit different than we're messing with genetics, which is small. This is like, it's not, 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 in like the sense that it's like a small idea. It's like tiny. It's, it's my- microscopic. It's, it's on
0: earth. It's grounded okay, it's on, on the planet.
2: Yeah. It's grounded, which I think changes it a little bit. I feel like it would be like a minority report mixed with,
0: ready player one almost but, but all, all those beats about him about cooper trying to come back to save his kids and stuff it is very spiel Spielbergian. that is it is it is yeah but i get i get your point like it would almost look like minority report yes but what that's kind the... of where
2: my head is going yeah
0: yeah but like what but I'm, with I'm... like
2: technology like yeah. i don't know it's like it's a instead of thought. just telling uh, Tars to go do something, they put on like a VR headset and, and like do it themselves. Like, I, I for mm-hmm. some reason I'm like imagining he would take the technology in a different direction.
0: Oh, no, I agree. I don't think you get Tars with Steven Spielberg. I think you get a C3PO like
2: <sighs> yeah droid
0: of some kind. Yeah, right for sure.
2: Even though I like Tars it, and it reminds me of I like of, Tars. I, he, he reminds me of the robot from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've never seen that. Okay. There's a, it, it's played by, played by Alan Rickman. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> okay.
2: And the, if once we get into the movie, we haven't even talked about the movie yet. TARS is sarcastic and stuff. Yes. And yes. Uh, Alan Rickman's robot. Okay. So he plays, he plays Marvin, the robot. So, he, and instead of being, he's kind of sarcastic. And that's kind of why I like felt that too. So he, yeah. he feels more human. He like talks, right? But he's like a depressed robot. He's very okay. sad and depressed. Yeah, Tar-
0: Tar's not depressed. Just kind Tar's of a, more um knows his just place. silly. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted Steven Spielberg. The problem was he moved his production to Disney, DreamWorks mm-hmm. or, or whatever. He moved he moved his production. So Paramount, who had the rights to this idea, needed a new director and Jonathan Nolan was like how about my brother he's good so so they got Chris Nolan he decided like it was an interesting concept it was an interesting idea so he decided he would do it he meets with Thorne to go over scientific theories and Kip Thorne says like okay but you know, like if you do this it needs to be accurate it needs to be scientifically accurate there was, like, a couple of provisions. Oh, I wish I would have written them down. I watched the behind-the-scenes stuff where they were, like, mm-hmm. talking about their meeting. And yeah. there was, like, one provision that Thorne said needed to be, like, in the movie or couldn't be in the movie. It was something about the way that the wormhole worked or it was something about the way that the black holes work, where he said, like, it needs to be accurate. You can't do it, like, such and such. And I think Christopher Nolan, like, didn't even really know what he was talking about so he was just mm-hmm. like done <laughs> like it was like all right whatever i don't like even understand so but they used Kip Thorne as as a consultant okay. for their science stuff and Christopher Nolan was like i want to make this like plausible like can we do this plausibly right and so, keep
2: it and keep it not too into the science where people don't understand what's happening
0: yes which they try. I think it's they a do Christo- a good job of that. Yeah, I, I can follow it. There's a It's a Christopher Nolan movie, so there's exposition everywhere. And yes. he's trying to let you understand what, what the hell's going on all over the place. But yes, I think that they still make it so that you can tell what's going on. Chris Nolan visited NASA. He visited SpaceX. He was really trying to figure out what it would be like to have to to have to survive in space for that long because they they take a two-year trip just to get to the wormhole in the movie and all of that kind of thing. They wanted realistic, miniature spaceship stuff built. So the Endurance, the spinny one. Yes. There were two of them built. One was like 60 feet tall. One was like 20 feet tall or stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, well, they're a miniature. (laughs) Uh,
2: Sure, but I mean... They, ha- That's they, built still like huge.
0: A, they built like a real ranger, like the little spacecraft that they go in. Oh, okay, they built the, the Tesseract was real. They built that and then they oh, did that and then, and then they and then they morphed it out with CGI. Oh, sure. So, all of this stuff is done like we you and I, I keep like saying that. we wanted to love do, that <laughs> where do it practically and then use CGI to enhance it when you can't do anything more. Like, right. the, like, man's planet is Iceland. It's a glacier. And then they did some morphing to it to make it look like there's never-ending layers. To make it look glacier. alien. Yeah. yeah. So I like
2: that. That's the way to do it. Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, I like it that way. Chris Nolan rewrites part of the script from his brother. So a lot of the first act or first half is still like Jonathan Nolan's script. Chris Nolan adds some stuff to it. He goes out and sees Mud... Which is a movie with Matthew McConaughey and yes. decides that he wants Matthew McConaughey to be the everyman. It's kind of weird that Matthew McConaughey is playing the everyman in this when he's playing an engineer NASA yeah. pilot, but he right. still comes he off the, as the yeah. everyman
2: because he's also kind of down to earth, he's doing what he needs to survive with his family which is a very everyman thing to do. So even though he yeah. has the brains for NASA, he's like and I mean it was disbanded, so I mean, obviously he couldn't work for that anymore. He's doing something for his family, which is the everyman I think trope, right?
0: Oh yeah. I mean that, I I totally get that. It's just weird because like I'm a I'm an engineer and I flew flights for NASA. I was going right. go to space. And then something happened, and now I'm just a farmer. And it, but, so, like, that makes you the everyman. Is just interesting to me. Sure. So they, they do all their stuff. All the costumes are designed so that they're real. The microphones in the, in the helmets really worked. So when you see them oh, cool. on screen talking to each other through the helmets, they really were talking through each other through the helmets. Chris Nola could give them the direction through the helmets. So Anne <laughs> Hathaway was like, that kind of worked. Even though, like, they were heavy. They were, like, actually, like, useful space, <laughs> space stuff. So all of the visual effects at the same time that the filming was going on, as opposed to after the filming was going on, because of the fact that they needed to get all of the ideas and the timing of how all this stuff is going to work with the practical and the visual at the same time, which I think is yeah. how it should be done. So all of this stuff is done very well. Like the visual effects in here are abundant and crazy. Oh, yes. And according to the people involved and, I mean, like, it, I think it passes a lot of scientists' tests for what, what is possible, even though it gets weird in places and, does and more ev- science but, fiction-y.
2: Sure. But it is one of those things where if this is possible, and it's all theoretical, right, it is something that is going to be difficult for people to wrap their heads around, which is yeah. part of that
0: science, is that weird stuff that looks just like fiction to us. Right. Science and magic are one and the same on Asgard, Rachel. <laughs> There's uh, no rainbow bridge in this. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> I guess that's the wormhole, technically. Yeah, the
0: wormhole is the rainbow bridge. It's like also in, in the MCU, the, the wormhole is, is the rainbow bridge. So the movie is made. It, it takes some time to make it because of all the, all the effects and everything like that. It comes out in November of 2014, like we said. It makes a lot of money. Your humble podcast hosts go to see it. It is considered a hit, but that's not the question. question, of course, is does it have shelf life Right. after all these years? And it has science in it, so
2: that actually can be a part of our, our if it does or not. Does yeah. it hold up?
0: I guess the only other thing that we could possibly talk about besides like the production stuff, like I said, we'll sprinkle out through the walkthrough, because we're going to be talking about science in this one, I think. We're going to be talking about... Um, it's going to be hard not different... to
2: talk about science. Yeah.
0: we When we talk about science, we're going to be talking about, you know, maybe like this film's opinion on where we stand as a people and what our goals mm, should yes. be.
2: Right. Yes.
0: Which is interesting to see the stance that this movie takes and the protagonist takes compared to what's happened in the last decade and what... Society, I think now, kind of says, should be our goal. It's interesting in that regard. I've even seen, for instance, weirdo billionaire, yes, keeps saying we need to find a new home for humanity, a new
2: home planet,
0: because <laughs> it increases instead of his taking stock- care
2: of the one we have. Because it
0: increases his stock price. But I'm sure that there are other I mean too. true scientists and like actual people that have a brain that think the same way. However, I've seen the complete opposite, Yes, where people are like, no, 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 no. We don't have the capacity to do that. We have to take care of this planet. We have to take care of the planet. Because we don't have a fucking chance to get off the planet yet. Right. (laughs) And I think it's interesting, because there's a line where Cooper even says, we're not caretakers, we're explorers. We should be trying to... And it's like, that's... Completely the opposite of what people mm-hmm. nowadays kind of think, which is right. You know, we need to fucking not step allow up our game here. <laughs> yeah, and, and part of that is because, like Rachel and I said earlier, like we don't, we can't get past the fucking moon, and we barely do that anymore. Like, how the fuck are we gonna get to a wormhole? So I mentioned it earlier. If I didn't, Hans Zimmer does the score as he did for all of the Christopher Nolan movies from Batman Begins mm-hmm. through Dunkirk. And I think he might have even done ten it. I'm not sure. And, and I'm only saying this because one, we're nerds for scores, oh, and yeah. the music ha- is a character in itself in this movie.
2: Oh my god! If you change the music in a th- in a scene, it can completely change the tone, the how how it runs, how what like it makes sense to people. Like especially it changes everything. in this
0: movie, though, like I oh, think in absolutely. this movie it makes such a difference in how you feel and what you're supposed to be feeling and stuff like that. Yes. Chris Nolan gave Hans a one-page sheet of, like, what the movie was about, told him to make it about a dad and his son. That's what he wanted the music to be. Once Hans did it, and it's the theme that you hear, mm-hmm. that's when Chris Nolan was like, well, it's about a dad and his daughter. But he was like, okay, well, say same, same idea, whatever. So <laughs> then when he found out that it was a sci-fi movie, he was like, well, we can make this sound more grand, and so that's yeah. when he w- so they recorded it. And there's like a behind the scenes feature on the Blu-ray where like they recorded it in like this church in Europe that had a pipe organ, and they had the pipe organist, and he was making the noises, and and they're going back and forth on like make it sound more like oh, oh, you know, like those kind yeah. of things. <laughs> so Hans Zimmer's point of the score is supposed to be that you're leaving Earth, but he wants it to be grounded in humanity. So the pipe organ makes noises with air as opposed yes. to with strings or whatever. So he says it's like it's li- literally breathing. So okay. you're literally yeah. hearing I like, like something organic at the farther away you get from humanity. Like you're hearing the last breaths of humanity oh, trying to save itself. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, that's so.
2: fun. I like that little tidbit.
0: <laughs> Rachel, anything else that you want to get into before we go through the walkthrough?
2: Oh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to, to,
0: to get into space. Ready to strap like, on. Kind of... Not strap out. Strap in. Go into that deep sleep. Two years from now, we'll be by that wormhole. What if we just stopped the <laughs> podcast here and didn't come out with the walkthrough for two years? <laughs> or, or even better, it's all relative, years? okay? <laughs> yeah, we were just like we really wanted to see what would happen, so we scheduled the, the walkthrough for twenty-three years from now. <laughs> it's relative
2: and uh it's, we haven't aged a bit because we went into a, a well stasis. we did end up going through the
0: twilight zone and so that, that's
2: yes yeah. it's, did it's all a similar of our, zone you know we had to do all vortex of, of the twilight Who. zone
0: episodes in a row and then we got spit out so we actually did like a hundred episodes in the twilight zone that's what all good of job. everybody does We did so
2: good we did yeah. so good yeah <laughs>
0: Had to find you'll, our way you'll out. get
2: those eventually. They just it it's 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 coming back, and you know, it just takes time.
0: We will take a short word from our fake sponsor, and when we come back, we will walk through Christopher Nolan's interstellar. You know, sometimes you just gotta take a journey into the great unknown. And that's exactly what we're doing today. Heading straight to the heart of a black hole. And that might sound a little crazy. Let me tell you, my friends, this here spaceship is built for the challenge. This baby's got it all. Advanced warp drives on board, AI, my buddy TARS, it's a vessel of pure innovation. Those fine folks back on Earth, waiting for the Ranger to come, working day and night to bring us closer to the stars. You see, in life, We all encounter challenges, just like this black hole, but it's all about how we handle them, how we navigate through those moments of darkness, embrace the unknown, and you might find something extraordinary on the other side. Now, I may be floating in space, but you know what never gets old? A sense of purpose. That's what drives us. Exploration, innovation, the pursuit of a better future. And you know what? The Ranger's on a mission to make the future a reality. Just like the open road on Earth, space has a lot of surprises in store. But remember folks, we're all connected in this vast universe. So let's take care of each other, our planet, and all the amazing creatures that I call it home. That was one wild ride, Tars. But you know what? I'd do it all over again in a heartbeat. Because when you're driven by purpose, there's no limit to what you can achieve. So keep supporting NASA and their mission to boldly go where no one's gone before. Space travel. It's not just a destination. It's a journey. And it's a journey worth taking. Keep driving forward, my friends. And we're back. Another walkthrough this time of Interstellar. So Rachel, are you ready to begin our walkthrough of Christopher Nolan's two and hour and forty nine minute space opera known as Interstellar?
2: I am thoroughly prepared.
0: Okay, I am thoroughly not. But let us begin. <laughs> so the studio logos come up, they're in sepia. They're in sepia for that Dust Bowl aesthetic,
2: I uh, believe. Yes.
0: And you I get see that. You get Paramount and you get Warner Brothers. Now, there's a little story about this, apparently. Ooh. So when I turned the movie on, I was surprised to see the, War- the Paramount logo. Because most of Chris Nolan's movies are Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's weird that it's Paramount. But Paramount had the rights to the movie. And Chris Nolan went over there. And Warner Brothers was like, hey, we want to be a part of this too. So they made a deal. So Uh that Warner Brothers could also have part of the distribution rights. Do you want to know what part of that deal was, Rachel? Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm like, where's this going? Go on. It's just interesting to me because of the fact that, like, some of this, some of the things that are done in Hollywood, so that rights and things like that go back and forth. So it was agreed that Paramount would have the rights to co finance. The next Friday the 13th movie. Mm -hmm. And in exchange, they would also get a future stake in a future film based on South Park. Oh. So they exchanged. Interesting. So they did a trade, Interstellar, for Friday the 13th and South Park. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. That's That's weird. (laughs) That is weird. I would guess in the long run... Friday the Thirteenth and South Park are probably more profitable, but potentially we still, we still haven't seen the Friday the Thirteenth or the South Park. Mm. So, so, they,
2: so it's it's in the future potentially,
0: yeah, still <laughs> or never. For it. Actually, I think Warner Brothers and Paramount are suing each other over the rights to South Park. So. Of course they are. Yeah, of course cause, they cause are. Warner Warner Brothers gets to put it on Max,
2: right? And Paramount
0: Paramount has the rights to specials, so it's very weird. So that all stems from this getting Christopher Nolan and wanting wow. to be part of that. Yeah. So all that go. business stuff, business, mm-hmm. business, 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 rab- Rabble, 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 rabble. Rab- rab. <laughs> oh, Mrs. Somebody So it starts with footage from the Dust Bowl, Dust Bowl documentary that Ken Burns did. So they mm-hmm. actually used these are real people that were in the Dust Bowl in the '30s, in the 1930s. Describing how awful it is and how awful the Dust Bowl was. And I remember not being prepared for that when we were in the theater sitting there to view the movie. Like, I right. was like, "What? what is this? Like, what right. are you talking about? Yes. <laughs> I like it's that it's interesting. It, I like how they use that to it. Oh, the yeah. End. Because you think that they're just talking about, because they are, that they're talking about the Dust Bowl of the 1930s. Yes. Rachel, do you think that it's possible because the education system is terrible that there are people that don't know what the Dust Bowl is? Potentially, yes, I would assume. Should we take a minute to describe what the Dust Bowl was? Because sure, give us I... a
2: couple sentence description of the Dust Bowl. It's it's necessary to understand because this is pretty much history coming back, and like this is a lot of this is very circular. But the, this is the dust bowl now of this period of this time. Yes, what, and it's what worse. Were, it's yeah.
0: like so much worse because uh, it's it's a it was a period in, during the Great Depression between the plains in the U.S. and Canada that was going through drought. Right. Uh, so of course it, it was just like even worse that it was going through drought at the same time that the Great Depression was was happening and people were trying exactly. to recover. So. What happens in a dust bowl is that there's like the topsoil erodes on rural areas where like Mm -hmm. there's farmland, the topsoil erodes, and there's no water, there's no rain to replace it. So there's a lot of wind erosion and it causes dust to kick up into the atmosphere. Yes, And if you have a lot of wind, you can have these dust storms that... Happen, they happen periodically right. still to this day. It's just they do
2: happen, yes. It's just not happen, as bad,
0: yeah, as bad as, as they did during this time. So, I think right, it was and like, you couldn't
2: see, and everything is covered in dust, and mm-hmm. it's getting in your lungs, and it's all over the place, and it's horrible. Like, so that's what they're I, like. Other are, are people who live in like, like cold temperature places think about like white out snow, too. Like, yeah. it, it's similar to that, but now it's just dry and dust instead
0: yeah i kind of want to watch that documentary now about the dust bowl oh, i, I bet it's be interesting, interesting. Yeah. i bet it's really good so they're talking about how they had to do all of this stuff during the dust bowl surprisingly we get the title card i was mm-hmm. kind of surprised by that because we don't usually get the title card at first on a Chris nolan movie it usually comes at the end but here you are on a bookshelf there's dust coming down Yes. And then the the word little interstellar spaceships comes up. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, little mile spaceships and stuff. And dust everywhere. Is dust nasty. is just everywhere. They do a great job of having the dust just everywhere. Everywhere. I bet that's what it was like. Too, I bet it was to, like, just completely dusty. It. Yeah. They used a food filler to mimic the dust.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: And okay. they literally shot it with like a wind turbine. So not all surprised. Around. So it's practical stuff like that it was mess and it was actually real (laughs) yep yep there's footage of a ship and a crash apparently like that's the first thing that you kind of see after the title card is that What it's what we learn is cooper who is matthew mcconaughey yes he's dreaming of revisiting this some sort of like thing he was doing some sort yeah, of like some mission. sort of mission he probably was on something where he was to pilot. get
2: into like the uh, like another layer of the atmosphere or going into like just that outer layer probably, yeah he says later that he only space. ever made it to the
0: stratosphere or
2: something right. like right so that. he's probably like going to different layers yeah. in, in spaceships but that's probably what he did is probably tested those or something like that you know i like to test
0: all these <laughs> one day i'm gonna be up there with the clouds. Go you mean with gray. the stars? Nah, man. I'm He's already in high.
2: the clouds. Nah,
0: that's true. Nah, go up there in the stretch. I'm going to higher. I want to go higher into the clouds and <laughs> the stars. Murph! Where's Murph? Do you think know there's a counter on how many times he says Murph in this movie?
2: Uh, there, uh um, Maybe. Because <laughs> he does say it quite often.
0: Murph is said quite a bit in this movie. So well, he wakes up she was up. named
2: after Murphy's law. We'll get
0: into that. He wakes up from this dream and there's Murph, so his daughter Murph, who's 10, she seems older than 10. Oh, uh, she I looks don't, like 12. That's what I would have said too. but I I don't know. I can't tell how old kids are anymore or nah, like what it's too kids hard. are supposed to do at a certain age like No idea. If a friend is if a friend's like, "Oh yeah, he's reading now." I can be like, "Is that good? Is that bad?" Oh. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> murph is talking about how she has a ghost in her room cooper is like there's no such thing as ghost murph go back to bed and she <laughs> it's becoming kenny mccormick's mom slightly i have to like be careful with this man go back, go back to, back, bed, go back kenny. to bed Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> she asks if he was dreaming about the crash and he just says go back to bed but it's about time for him to get up anyway so he looks out the window good lighting and everything Oh, really beautiful. makes you, like, understand the kind of crapulence that they live in. The score kind of swells at the right points and stuff like that, too. Rachel, they built this farmhouse.
2: Did they, they really? built
0: this house. They, wow. they built the cornfields.
2: Of course they did. These
0: are real cornfields. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: That's pretty cool. Okay, they are very practical about this movie. Yeah, it's, it's
0: I love Christopher it. Nolan, he just can't fucking help himself. And <laughs> so they built these cornfields in Canada in a place where he wanted mountains in the background and like the farmers were like, You're not gonna grow like good corn here because the wind is gonna constantly blow on the corn and it's and that's not. That's gonna... what we want. <laughs> well so they were able to actually sell the they harvested the corn after the movie was over and they actually made a profit off of it they actually made money so it's it's kind of interesting that they went practical they went insane and built an entire cornfield but they made money off of it they harvested the corn into silo so like cattle and stuff could could eat the corn oh there
2: you go that's pretty good
0: because i don't know if they want if you would want to be eating the corn that
2: Christopher Nolan grew?
0: Yeah. <laughs> they could brand it. This is Could my, we have alien stuff my, in gosh, it? We don't know. That could have there. been another fake sponsor. Christopher Nolan's corn. <laughs>
2: Christopher Nolan's corn! <laughs> That's such a good sponsor. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, anyway, they built this cornfield just for this movie. But I do, do think it's funny that, like, a lesser production would have just done, like, CGI corn. Right. And it would have cost the studio however much money. And here they literally built a cornfield We're like, no, and no, made no. This money. is our cornfield. <laughs> <laughs> and made a profit. So they talk about how the blight came. So blight, a word for plant disease, where it kinda like kills crops and stuff like that. And it killed wheat. Right. Which is what happened in the Dust Bowl. The Dust Bowl right. killed the wheat that was trying to be grown during during the nineteen thirties. And now, they're like, we still have corn, but it's nothing but dust. Like, there'll be nothing but dust. And they talk about how the dust, the soil, like, that gives you life and that you use and that you work with. But it, it's, like, killing you now. And right. It's just blowing dust everywhere. I like that they show those little small details, too, where there's, like, dust all over the kitchen and stuff. Yes. So all of the plates... And everything are upside down. Yeah, they like not set the it. table,
2: but they're upside down, yeah. and they're covered
0: in dust. Yeah, so they
2: have to turn it over and wipe everything
0: again. I like the world building here. That, that oh, it's that great. On and all it's of It's very kind of sad. Stuff. Yeah, because it's a possible future. Yes. If we were to, if we were to over, over harvest, over agriculture. What's the word I'm looking for? But like, if we were to over, overuse. The yeah. farmland and the soil were to just kind of dry up or not like work anymore, and and right. climate change were to cause. They never really say why this happened.
2: I just assume. No, it's but I don't change. think. I, I don't think it's supposed to be. Oh well, it's because of this. I think it's. Uh, it's. It could be just the way the Earth is changing. It could be because of climate change, it could be of how we're treating the land and the environment and all of that. There's probably many factors to it, but it's kind of open ended as to what could have brought us to this point.
0: Yeah. Which I guess is fine. Cause it doesn't, it's not like it matters necessarily, but they hint at it as they, as they go. Right. And, you know, but they don't really say like how we got to this point. I'd, I'd actually enjoy probably a shitty comic book, which kind of, leads you up to this point. Like, just, just as filler. You know, just oh, like, yeah, it's like sure. a little filler. Like 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 right. we talk about where it's like, none of this is necessary and you don't need to know this for it to be good or not. It's just kind of interesting. like what Right, have, what it's an interesting
2: side story. Yeah. Yes.
0: Murph comes down with, like, a lunar model. Of right. Like, a, 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 like the a little lunar, lunar landing. Yeah. yeah. And the ghost broke it because the ghost knocked books off the shelf and it broke the lunar model right cooper is kind of annoyed at first he's kind of like oh well you know i mean you can't there's, there's no such thing as ghosts and blah 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 blah. and john mm-hmm. lithgow who is playing cooper's father-in-law murph's right. the grand grandpa, grandpa kind of encourages cooper he, he kind of like you know like gives him like a like a you know like give her a little encouragement kind of a thing sure which which was weird because other than that moment Cooper is very, very encouraging of Murph. Oh yeah. So it's not like he ever doesn't dismisses like, her or anything like Cooper yeah. has Cooper has a favorite child. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Well, I think
2: it's he's I feel like he's trying to mold them to what they are able to do though. Because like his That's son is true. smart, but he's very handsy, he's very engineering.
0: Okay, so I feel like maybe. he's like, yeah. So the son's a good farmer.
2: He's a good like, farmer, like he and he likes that. it, and he's an engineer. Like, he could become an engineer, but we find that out later, we don't need any more engineers, we need the farmers. Right. So that's kind of why he's like, well, you can still do engineering, but farming <laughs> is kind of like your main.
0: But he has a very good knack for farming, and like understanding right. like the, the farming aspects. And with Cooper being able to teach him, like, here is some engineering, like... Right. You can do it. Because like he's like they're saying he doesn't have good enough. He doesn't have good enough right. grades to get into college. It's not that he's not smart enough, it's that he doesn't have right. good enough grades to get into college. Yeah. The brother is making fun of her Tom. Tom is the brother's name. Eventually Casey Affleck. And he's <laughs> he's a little shit, this kid. I mean, yeah, he's a brother. He's a little shit adult, too. <laughs> yeah, he's a he is he is a little shit adult. That's very true. Instead of kind of berating Murph, you get the idea that like you know, we're scientists here, Murph. So you have to, like, do a scientific inquiry of your ghost. You have to find facts. facts. You have to come up with your facts. You have to come up with, like, how you're doing this and 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 and, that, and Murph's like, okay, got it. Like, I understand. So he's teaching Murph to, like, yeah, use scientific theory to... To
2: analyze, like, situations yeah. and things.
0: Exactly. He's going to leave to go do his farming stuff. Cooper is. And John Lithgow's like, hold on a second! It's parent-teacher <laughs> conference night! Because... <laughs> So that's how Jonathan Lithgow is in everything. Uh, yes. I always picture him as being the Progresso Superman. <laughs> Cooper has to take the kids to parent-teacher conferences. Right. So he has to go to school. It's parent-teacher conference, not grandparents conference.
2: Which, yeah, understandable. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. As sure. they're going to load the car up to go to school, I do also like that even though it's the future, no matter what year it is, we still have, like, shitty trucks and stuff. Oh, yeah, of course. I like that they were like, you're never going to get it right. You're never going to, like, understand, like, what the future's supposed to look like. And it's supposed to look like kind of a crappier future. So instead of making it just kind of make it look all kind of, like, run down, like, we just kind of stopped producing stuff. Yes. We stopped innovating.
2: Right. And he just probably took something that he could use and fixed it up.
0: Yeah. Like, there's little hints of innovation. Like, all of the combines are self-driving. Yes, they all are, are doing stuff themselves. There's no drivers. But Cooper has this crappy truck. There's, like, a crappy bus. The yes. TV that's in the teacher's conference looks like it's from when we were kids. Like, it's even yes. older. Yeah, so there's these, like, little things where it's, like, we stopped innovating in certain areas. We innovated in some areas. Mostly military, it looks like. And then they repurposed everything. So yeah, yeah they are loading up the truck and there's like a fire off in the distance and the nelson's farm right who i guess ingeniously decided to farm okra yes they were like this is the last harvest for okra because it's like dying and they'll what never the hell be able to do the, it again what the hell is the demand for okra what are you putting okra in is it just because it's different than corn that people are like, well, okra still works. Let's do okra.
2: I mean, okra is low in calories, but packed full of nutrients. Okay. Uh, the vitamin C in okra helps support healthy immune functions. So, I mean, it is probably a good vegetable. You probably could use it in probably anything is my guess. Okay. Well, you can't anymore but because it doesn't
0: exist. That's right. It's the last harvest for okra ever. There's yep. some fat and their cat- land, I think,
2: is like destroyed at that point, too, because of it.
0: Do you think that that we could make a side quest of this? Because, like, we're seeing here, like, the Plain States or something mm-hmm. where, like, all the farming is going on. Do you think there's, like, some big city so-and-so that's just, like, hoarding okra and wheat and <laughs> cocaine and, like, some, like, penthouse mansion? Uh, there's probably
2: some, like, back alley stuff going on. I bet. I bet yeah. if you went into the actual cities, they're probably really horrible and run down like RoboCop Detroit yeah like it's gotta be bad it, like like Back to the Future Future with Biff and as Biff. like the, the head of it like that's what I'm in, envisioning it's like Biff like hoarding Oprah I like okra. we both
0: had two different uh, <laughs> pop culture references there you did, you did Back to the Future too, and I did RoboCop but the <laughs> folks at home understand they've got it in their mind of oh you was. know what
2: you're picturing now
0: that's what they're picturing mm-hmm. <laughs> So, on the way, Murph is sitting in the middle, and she's changing the gears for some reason. Yeah, yeah he's just having her, like, drive I the car. I guess to have some fun or whatever.
2: Yeah. And They, they get end a flat getting
0: tire. A, they get a flat tire. And Tom says, that's Murphy's Law, because he's bl- he's trying to tease Murph that, like, she caused the flat. Because she, sure. she grinded on one of the gears. She did something, and it caused this reaction. Yeah. I.e., Murphy's Law. Cooper has Tom do it because he's like well you're gonna have to learn sometime like right how to like, like change figure the tire. it out so, it's kind of
2: like he wants him to be analytical too so he's like i need you to just do this on your own like figure it out what do you think what do we have to do to, to fix yeah. the tire even though we don't have another tire yeah he's a
0: very teachable catch dad. it up
2: yeah he's a very teach it like he's yeah. like i'm gonna teach you this yeah this is a teachable moment
0: <laughs> meanwhile murph is on the side of the car and she's all upset and she asks about her name because she's like why would you name me after something that's bad because Murphy's Law, how people interpret it, is always that if something can go wrong, something will go wrong.
2: But it's really just a, an action following another action.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. It, means it if doesn't something,
2: mean something bad's going to happen. It like, means something
0: can happen, something will happen. Isn't it the
2: equal and opposite reaction?
0: That's one. Uh, there, Murphy has three laws, I thought. Now Rachel's got to look that up. See, folks, we're going to have to do a lot of research <laughs> on this episode been a while make sure that we understand all of the themes oh my god what did i just look at <laughs> there's some equation rachel's looking at the gravitational equation on how to bend space-time
2: oh yeah so like yeah so it is the anything may go wrong will go wrong
0: but he tells her that it's like if anything can happen it will happen
2: yeah and that's kind of how i always took it where it's like something can happen and it will right
0: yeah but let's Let's be real. She was a she was a mistake. She was an accident. She was an oops baby. That's why she's named after Murphy's Law. <laughs> That's
2: it's fine. Honestly, though, it's kind of a cute and fun way to to play with it. Yeah. It's like oops, we made a mistake. Yeah, but Murphy's hey, we got Law. Murph now.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it can't happen, it will happen, Murph. That's I like fine. That. I was an accident. <laughs> I was not a plan. <laughs> Doesn't matter why did you and mom leave me after something that's
3: bad well we didn't
0: Murphy's
3: law Murphy's law doesn't mean that something bad will happen what it means is that whatever can happen will happen and that sounded just fine with us
0: I think that's really what he's trying to get at see Murph what happened was we didn't really plan on you so we were like oops Murphy's law
2: (laughs) and then we're like oh
0: Murph (laughs) So you know It's fine I think she can live with it I think she'll be okay with it Oh yeah She'll spin it I mean if she's gonna Become a scientist Then it just fits Period So as they're standing there This drone flies by Yes Yes And they hop back in the car because he's like, we got to get it, we got to get it, we got to get it. And they chase this drone with a flat tire. With a flat tire through through the cornfield. You're ruining the corn. (laughs) What are you doing? I thought that too. What we end up learning that Coop is like, we're going to use this to power the whole farm. Sure. Because like it has such a good solar cell in it or whatever
2: yeah and it's it's just wandering aimlessly at this point. It's just doing whatever it, it was told no, to do, but yeah. it's been up in the air for years, ten years or something like
0: that. He's right.
2: So he's trying to connect to it. He's hacking into like he is the, the friend yeah. of it.
0: yeah, yeah yeah he's trying to hack it. but he's ruining the corn to your point. like we need that corn. we need that corn, <laughs> Cooper. You can power the plant. you can power the farm with something <laughs> else or follow it a different way. Yeah, but but there's this whole chase through the cornfield. Yes. So we get a we get a hint of the Hans Zimmer score here. There's action as they're they're chasing it through the cornfield. They really did this. They really put some stuntmen in a car. They put oh a, a guy that was controlling the the drone, which in a looks, looks like a, like it
2: looks like one of those like. Yeah, planes that you'd fly. It's a model.
0: It's a model. It's plane. cute. It's
2: like, a, but it's huge. It looks small
0: at first, and then right. they walk when up you to it, and I'm like, it, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> and it is a. It, it was. It was from a helicopter. They were giving direction to the stuntmen on go left, go right, like work mm-hmm. on how to like do that. So they end up going to the edge of a cliff. Yes. out of nowhere. I guess because that's like a reservoir. So sure. they're like. They end up at the end, end of edge of this like reservoir, but they end up do getting to hack it. Yeah, and they get a hold of it and they bring it down. Tom, I guess, is supposed to be like shown as kind of reckless because he knows that he's supposed to stop. Yeah, I think, he was he's like stop. I think yeah. he was
2: being an ass. Yeah,
0: because at the end, but he like, stops
2: right at the flipping edge of the cliff.
0: Yeah, so it's a good thing. I that do he like knows the line. Brakes worked.
2: Yeah. I do which... like the line of that Coop says though, like I guess I know the answer to if I told you to drive off
0: a cliff. Like... Yeah, he would do it, yeah. <laughs> this is where I found saw the first shift to IMAX. When they go to find get the drone, it goes to mm-hmm. IMAX scream. Okay. And it just bugged me a little bit because it, I could see it. Most people probably won't see it and folks at home, I'm sorry if you didn't see it. And then suddenly I'm telling you, I don't you know if it. it
2: happens in like the streaming sites, so maybe it's hard it doesn't. Say. maybe I it's only know. on the,
0: on the Blu-ray and the 4k, what we learn is that this is an Indian air force drone. That mm-hmm. was for surveillance, right? So I like the fact that you have no idea what that means necessarily. But it kind of means that there was something going on militarily right? where there's some Indian surveillance drone that is just flying around. Just flying
2: around aimlessly at this point. Doesn't have anything to talk back to or do anything, I don't think.
0: It doesn't well, seem like it. I, it. Does Coop say the sun cooked its brain? Or something like that it was look. it's looking for something yeah, it's looking for think, a signal it, it doesn't right, know what it's, it's supposed like trying to be doing. it's
2: trying to find probably like a homing sig- signal or something and there's probably just nothing there but it's yeah. just like i don't know what else to do so i'm just going to keep going <laughs> so and it's like the sun fried its
0: brain cooper says that it because tom asked like how long has it been up there and he says it's probably been up there as long as like ours has been up there so it's probably been floating around for like 10 years so again it kind of like points to something went on yes 10 years ago What's it called in in um, in the Hunger Games the the war? The dark days. The dark days. Yes, yes. This is this universe's dark days. The dark was days. Ten years ago.
2: Right. I. It, it I must have been.
0: Picture there was some conflict, probably yes. over food and stuff like that oh, I that bet. was going on. Yes. The other thing I think is interesting throughout this entire on Earth segment is you never. See or hear a plane. There are cars yeah. in the backgrounds on streets and stuff. You see no animals. Yes, animals. I was going to bring
2: that up. There's no animals.
0: Not a cat, not a dog, not a cow, not a mouse. Not a coyote, nothing. like. <laughs> nothing. And, and they're fa- it's yeah, farmland. Yeah, no
2: rats. Like... Not, a,
0: not an animal, not a nothing. And I think that's supposed to be pretty illustrative, too, of yeah. where we're at. A question for you about this. So, Cooper talks about how he's going to turn, turn the thing into a solar-powered cell for the whole farm. And Murph is like, can't we just let it go? It wasn't hurting nobody. She acts like they shot down he, a duck. She acts like it's an animal. Why does she do that?
2: Probably the way she sees technology having its own mind. Because, like, like... all of, like, the machinery moves on its own and thinks for itself. And the the spacecrafts are kind of, like, on their own and thinking for themselves. I think that's kind of where our technology is going. Sure. Where you kind of, you start having empathy towards technology when it has (laughs) its own thoughts and feelings.
0: Sure. Like, so I think that might be what she's doing. Okay. So she's just growing up in a world she's growing up in that world yes Yes. okay all right that's interesting because i was like it's not a duck or like an animal murph it's it's a she doesn't know them maybe it's a drone it's a drone with dementia it's floating around (laughs) aimlessly that's true so they take the drone with them Cooper goes into the conference, the parent-teacher conference. Yes. I like that he gets excited to tell them that it's like, oh, that's Indian, sir. It's it's pretty, it's pretty good. Let me tell you all action. about it because yeah. he's a scientist, I mean. So this is where we learn that Tom's going to be an excellent farmer. He has a knack for it. What about college? And they're like, well, there aren't resources for college. Right now they only take so many people. And he's not going to get in with the, the test scores like we talked about. Sure. We learn that there are no more armies because yeah. Cooper says, I still pay my taxes. They're not going to the army. What are they going to? Right. And the people at the school are, like, the principal's like, I don't know. but <laughs> <laughs> they, they like have no idea, which is interesting. And I guess I, here's a thought. Actually, I'm putting okay. two and two together right now. All right. Later on, when we get to NASA... And Michael Caine is talking about how they had to bring back NASA, but they didn't, yes. but they had to do it in secret because they didn't want people to freak out that their money.
2: Oh, is that where the taxes are going? So is that where the taxes are going? <laughs> it's going to NASA, the hidden NASA project. Yeah, that's kind of like what it. I'm thinking. Okay. I think you're right. I like that. Yeah.
0: Those Nolan brothers, oh, they write some tight, right there. tight scripts. Look at that. This is where they say they don't need engineers. We ran out of food. We didn't run out of TVs. We didn't run out of podcasts. We ran out of food. So we need to get more farmers, uneducated farmers. And this is where the principal says we're a caretaker generation to try to rebuild the world. Right. So then we talk about Murph. So Murph's teacher, crazy eyes over here. (laughs) Yes,
2: kind of, a little bit.
0: (laughs) Like, she is supposed to be, like, a nut-nut a woman, right? Like, that's the idea? Um,
2: yes, because of what she says.
0: <laughs> Rachel, the way that our textbooks are going, this will probably be in them. There's fucking idiots out there. Oh my god, they that... already
2: are. They're already taking
0: away every, like, historical thing in school. So, so I'm not surprised. Murph brought in a textbook about the lunar landings. It's one of those. Right, Cooper's and she probably brought in, like, the little statue and everything, too, I bet. And we learn that all of the stuff about Apollo 11 has, and all of the lunar landings have been replaced with a corrected version that talks about how we didn't really go to the moon that it was propaganda to bankrupt the soviets yep that yep and this
2: teacher this teacher all right mind Have you you met some
0: teachers rachel
2: i know i realize <laughs> i understand but she's not much like younger than matthew mcconaughey's character i, I don't would think say. so no and she is completely on board with saying that it's all propaganda
0: so you think if she were in our timeline that she'd be like she would question the moon she'd be on uh she would be she'd be saying we're on flat earthers
2: (laughs) with the the moon landing was faked there's a green screen all the moon's actually a,
0: a military base that's right have you heard that one that it's that it's not really a planet that it's like a military base it's not really a celestial being yeah people I, are fucking stupid people there are some really
2: interesting really, theories no, 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 out no, no, there no.
0: and then there are some look there's some crazy sci-fi <laughs> stuff and then there's fucking morons
2: <laughs> but yeah no i i do think she might be like the on the side of science isn't science science isn't real like that kind of thing It just it's weird it's just weird concept but,
0: but the interesting thing about this is that like she's talking about we poured so much useless money yes. into useless machines and useless useless technology and we didn't think about how we were going to grow our food or any of this stuff so the point is that we need to invest in this planet and not leave this planet via like space yes it's That's, too late <laughs>
2: you needed to do that at least at least 50 years ago like (laughs) we're worried that
0: we're worried that it's too late now i know i i know (laughs) folks at home if you're listening to this in the future 100 years from now when rachel and i have died we died we don't fucking care if you if, if there's you know issue but we're thinking about that now, and being, we are thinking like, about it, yeah. honestly. Like, like, like my whole thing is like, can you please just keep like my planet green and nice yes. during my time? Because at least, at the very least, so we don't have to deal with this shit. But people are stupid, and people need to just, oh god. Anyway, <laughs> I like the fact. I like that the propaganda, though is to oh yeah ground there's it. a reason
2: behind it yeah yes
0: it's interesting in that way that they're, they're trying, trying to, to get...
2: ground children to to think about the planet and saying we need to protect it and not go like, off like this of it is our only chance
0: like we've never yes. been to space we never actually went there with we, our only chance is to be farmers our only chance to figure this out
2: this is the only place we have this is the only place you can be
0: period yeah yeah and we got a little backstory for, from Cooper here, so that he's, he says, and I thought this was interesting, because what the hell did they turn them into? Cooper says that if it, there were MR, MRI machines around, then they would have found the cyst in his wife's brain, and they would have been able to save her. But they never were able to find the cyst because they don't have MRI machines, and she died. That's how his wife died. Yeah. What did they turn the MRI machines into? Cuz did they... oh, You
2: mean like they dismantled them or something for yeah. some reason? Yeah. Did they dismantle Probably... all this
0: into food processing stuff? Maybe
2: they used the parts or something for that's it. What maybe I'm they had to use maybe maybe when, during the dark days that we were talking about with like the war, war, maybe they needed
0: Terrible war.
2: Maybe they needed the magnets or something that's inside of them. Mm. You think Cory
0: Snow is the president of This might as well be Pan Am. We don't really know.
2: It's a possibility. You
0: think this is on the way to the Hunger Games? You think this is like 200 years before the Hunger Games if they never Ooh. got off the planet? Because oh, the Hunger this, Games this got, planet wasn't
2: going to last for
0: 200 more years. Yeah, humanity might not have. Oh, that's true. A lot of the ways that the that Hunger Games universe got over climate change is through technology.
2: That's true. That is very like true. Like there's
0: way less people and stuff, but they get there via all these they weird get innovations. There eventually, yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Um,
3: There's a game tomorrow night. She's going through a bit of a baseball phase. Her favorite team's playing. There's gonna be candy and soda. I think I'll take her to that. How'd it go? I got you suspended.
0: Cause they're like, they're like, do you want to punish her so we don't? And instead of just saying, Yeah, I'll punish her and leaving the room, he, he has says, to be a smart ass I'm not ass going about to it. punish her. Yeah. I'm
2: going to reward her yeah.
0: <laughs> for still like believing in this. Folks at home, those of you with children, if your child gets in trouble and you get pulled in to discipline them yourself, I'm sure this happens. I it never oh, happened. Yeah. I was a good boy. So it never happened. Yeah, I was with quite, me. kind of a quiet kid, yeah. I think, I think mom and dad had got called in for, like, one thing or something like that for me. Oh, wow. It was stupid. The teacher fucked up. But the... <laughs> and dad called them out on it. Dad did a Matthew McConaughey. Because, of course, he did. but of like he did. Or mom did one of the two. Of, I mean, I can't imagine being a teacher and having to talk to mom and dad. But um, <laughs> instead of doing what Matthew McConaughey did, even if it's something stupid and you're like, you people are dumb don't call them out on it just say like oh i'll take care of this right away and then just go to the and then do whatever you want. like who cares yeah. Yeah. like
2: i think he wanted to call them out on it because uh, yes. of his he, principles. he had to do it because of the
0: fact that he was a pilot yeah
2: right and he goes no that stuff is real how dare you and the but... principal
0: knows that he was a pilot like very clearly right anyway he got her suspended yeah so... <laughs> Long story short, suspended. That's all just so that she can, there's a reason for her to, like, not be at school for, like, the rest of the movie. Right. They get a call on the radio, and there's a problem with the turbines. They're all going toward the house. Right. Took me a minute to figure this out. I don't think I got understood that first time we watched this, that, like, oh, they're all, like, headed toward the farm. Right. Because there's some sort of magnetic... Pull or something right some they're sort being of like pulled to the home yeah magnets are like interfering with the compass they go into the house and they hear a thump and the books have all like fallen in the bedroom again Murph is like it's the ghost you know it's right. my ghost yeah
2: it's it's her way of explaining what she's seeing it's right. a ghost
0: she doesn't understand there's no explanation for it so it's like it has to be like a ghost Murph says she thinks she's kind she hasn't figured it out yet she thinks it's Morse code she thinks that it's it's trying to explain something in Morse code,
2: right? Because there's like it's like specific books. It's not like a whole shelf of books.
0: Yeah, she's off. trying to figure out if certain there's books are there's some books being that are still up and there's yeah. some
2: that are knocked off. And she's like, yeah. there's got to be like some. There's a type pattern of to pattern. this. Yes.
0: yes. Cooper and John Lithgow are drinking beers on the pa- on the porch. There's dust just everywhere. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is where. Cooper says we're explorers and pioneers. We've lost our way. We should be up in the stars and not like looking into the dirt and this kind of stuff. Ah, it's like we've forgotten who we are, Tom.
3: Explorers, pioneers, not caretakers. This world isn't so bad. And Tom will do just fine. You're the one who doesn't belong. Born 40 years too late or 40 years too early. My daughter knew it, God bless her. And your kids know it, especially Murph. We used to look up in the sky and wonder at our place in the stars. Now we just look down and worry about our place in the dirt.
0: And Lithgow says that, you know, back in his day, they made it, which is our day, they made a new gadget every day. Everyone wanted to have it all, but the world isn't so bad. Tom will do fine. It's Cooper that doesn't belong in this world. Cooper is the pioneer that doesn't belong. It's interesting because John Lithgow is kind of like, the world's not that bad. We can figure this out and your kids will do fine in it. They'll figure out their way. You're the one that wants to be the pioneer and the explorer. And you are either born 40 years too early to be able to do it back then Or forty, or I'm sorry, forty years too late to be able to do it back then, or forty years too early when we'll figure this out. Get it back to yeah that place again, right? But I think it's interesting because we we talked about this, where the message nowadays, as we record this episode, is we gotta figure this out so that we don't screw up the planet to a point where we does become unlivable. Yes, I think you can do both. We should be doing both.
2: We should be exploring as well as keeping, taking care of the things that we have now.
0: Yes. This is not a mutually exclusive thing. This is not a fucking first take ESPN, Fox News, CNN debate. This is, why can't we do both? Right. We should be trying to stop climate change or slow it we down as be much as possible. Taking care
2: of this planet, as well as if we explore, taking care of anything that we
0: end up touching or being near. Yeah, or we can be just don't ruin and things. Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> and if you're listening to us on your journey to a wormhole or whatever, which I really hope one day there oh, are. Oh yeah. good
2: luck. I hope it goes love well. It.
0: Love it. I'm glad that you picked <laughs> this episode. Have fun. Also, look in the back catalog for a lot of other episodes that you might oh, have. Oh, gotta, gotta listen to some
2: Twilight Zone. You've Gotta listen. to <laughs> doctor who would be a good one uh <laughs> while in space
0: you want them to listen to twilight zone wouldn't yes. that freak them out a little bit
2: Yeah, sometimes
0: you need a little bit of a scare you know that's every fine. now and then yeah i mean i was gonna i was gonna suggest like some light-hearted raps oh that we've oh, done I, I mean that's also fine sure yeah the yankees are in town <laughs> i don't know what this was trying to say but the yankees are in town at this little like minor league stadium I guess they're trying to like bring back entertainment like baseball and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, maybe cuz it's like some way of like keeping people's spirits up. Well, because John Lithgow says in his day there were like real ball players and Matthew McConaughey says, well like back in my day people were just fighting over food. So, it seems like there was a like we like we're saying like there's this in between time so like they're trying to bring back stuff like baseball sure. for people to enjoy. Right. And John Lithgow says popcorn is unnatural, and he wants a hot dog. And Murph has this look on her face, like she doesn't know what a hot dog is.
2: <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense because, again, we there's haven't no seen f- animals. animals. And, yes, yeah, we don't really know what's going on. I with the feel like stuff.
0: okay. Let's think about this. Let's say there's no meat anymore. Hot dogs the last thing to go, right? Because you I can would, just it's, yeah, it's... You just make it out of anything.
2: <laughs> you just take any type of processed meat, and then. Yeah, grind it up into a sausage. Like, yeah. like the like we're gonna loo- <laughs> we're losing like. I mean, there's vegetarian stuff now, so I'm like, I guess true. like yeah. maybe everything is vegetarian. You could have a too. tofu dog for sure. Yeah, it's it's tofurky, tofu dogs, John all of Lithgow. that type of stuff.
0: What is this? This doesn't taste like an ass. <laughs> this <laughs> tastes like a damned plant. So I think he might might be against a tofu dog, Probably. but like Matthew McConaughey's stuff. De- oh, uh, tofu made tofu burgers made a burger out of corn the other day it tasted like
2: yeah he'd get the burger or whatever it's called
0: i was talking about getting myself an impossible burger okay that's what it's called yeah a dust storm rolls in i could see it <gasps> that nine, dust but... storm good god this is supposed to represent there's a big day where a ton of dust storms happened, which is why they're intercutting it with the dust storm footage or dust storm documentary footage yeah so i think it's supposed to be like that so this dust storm comes in it rolls in over the hills they end up going through town as dust is just pouring all over them they cannot see where they're going the
2: sirens are going off for it i was like it's a little late for the sirens (coughs) because that thing was like right on top of them at that point
0: yeah they put masks and goggles on yeah so which is what you should do for anything like that is put some man put some 95s on They can barely see anything. Protect yourself. I like the dystopian style of this though, because it's very of our time and it's very like you know a a very plausible future if like things were to go south. There's another abrupt cut to hear from IMAX to widescreen when they go inside the house. So they all go inside the house, and Murph forgot to shut her window. Oh, so which is just like that's
2: that's gotta just suck. Like you're like ah god
0: yeah so
2: i wanted to let in some fresh air and all the <sighs> dust came in instead
0: at that point you just gotta like there's no way to clean it there's just du- like you just live in the dust right like I mean, there's yeah no... at the,
2: i mean well i mean i think this has probably happened before and it's just hard to clean it takes like, you forever just live with but it, then yeah. yeah but she's got all <laughs> the books She's got a book wall okay because she has an awesome kid.
0: library uh, I wish she had a wall. ladder,
2: because she should have a ladder to this she, book wall. What is she, Bell from Beauty and the Beast? Come on, every person wants to have a cool
0: library with a ladder. How fun would that be? Oh, I would love a ladder library, absolutely. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Folks at home, if you can get on that, if you can donate to us so I can get a ladder wall, library wall, that'd be great. It It'll have all our shelf life everything. Yes, yes. Our shelf it's life walls wall. have gotten too large... We need your donations for a ladder to be able to climb to the top shelf to pull up. We can't do top shelf until
2: you can get us to the top shelf. Yes. Get us that ladder.
0: Yes, get us that ladder. (laughs) This is also, we're recording this out of order, so they'll listen to the holiday after they listen to Interstellar, but this is the second movie that we'll be doing in Volume 3 that has an extravagant shelf that's it. true <laughs> this one is books the holidays was movies it was movies yeah oh, so they, interesting yeah i don't know that's our that's our connection so they shut yep. the window and all the dust is just kind of gathering into straight lines yeah it's, it's very
2: falling weird falling it's like a wall lines. yeah
0: they're freaked out about it and cooper tells murph that she's gonna sleep in tom's room because there's too much dust everywhere. yeah it's just too much dust cooper is staring at the dust because he's like all right it's weird there's something to this there's something weird going on so cooper is just sitting there staring at the dust lines the next morning and he says it's not it's not a ghost it's gravity and he figures it out so i like that john lithgow is like i'm gonna take tom to school and do you want to, like, clean this up after you're done praying? How about praying? you clean it up after, after you're, you're worshiping it? it? <laughs> or worshiping it, yeah. I like that. I like that.
2: It. it is. Because he just does it very, like, nonchalantly. Like, once you're done worshiping it, can you clean that up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the kid to school. he knows, like, Cooper's done this before with, like, something. I, well, it, like, he probably focuses on something because he's yeah. science, like, brain. Yeah. You know? You get that mm. science brain. You start analyzing things.
0: Right. And in this world where he's just a farmer, he, like, has to distract himself probably some in, in like, these Oh, I bet. So, he tells Murph it's not Morse code. It's actually binary code. So, he's, like, figuring it out based on, like, the zeros and ones or dots and dashes. And he goes, it's some kind of coordinates. So, they take out a map and they figure out where the coordinates are at. And he starts to leave because he's going to go figure out what, what these coordinates could possibly sure. mean. Sure.
2: Like, I'm going to go f- look at him because it doesn't seem to be that far away.
0: It's a day's drive. It's it far It is a full enough. day's
2: drive. Yeah. But it, it, he, but it's he's acting like, well, I mean, I can just go check this yeah, out. Yeah, he's going like, to go check yeah. it
0: out. It's such like a cavalier, like, it's his uh, explorer, his pioneer spirit, where he's like, I'm just going to go check this out. Right. I want to know what it is. Right. Murph wants to go with him. She says you don't know what you're going to find and he's like yeah he that's goes, why exactly. you're not coming. <laughs> so she stows away under his stuff when he like yep. yeah a classic stowaway incident oh, is perfectly Murph done. Uh, and he tells her to navigate. So like he's like fine you navigate then. She ends up falling asleep cuz it takes all day to get there. Yep. Do they go to Houston then cuz it's like that or NASA? is still like parked because like that would make sense if they were in like Kansas or Oklahoma mm. and it took oh, them like maybe. 12 hours to get there, 15 hours to get there.
2: It could be something like that then. Yeah.
0: I kept picturing it like having to be in another like plain state, but that's not true because it took the entire day to get there. Right.
2: And there's mountains. So
0: yeah. So who knows how long it it's, Who knows it's... where this is? Cause you're yeah. right. Oh, it could be, it could be like,
2: I think it, it might be in the mountains. could be in the mountains. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's possible too. Like yeah. Terminator Three, yeah. <laughs> or the Hunger Hit it games in the again. Mountains. You know,
2: yeah. you hide your facility
0: behind things that are hard to get around. <laughs> they end up by a gate, and they're like, "Yeah, like Area maybe... Fifty-One gate." Here we yes. go. So he takes the he takes bolt cutters out. It's... Well,
2: okay, I I get you wouldn't do a little this.
0: more investigation first.
2: I would have done more investigation first. It is dark. I would have probably looked for some signs and stuff, but he's probably also thinking if it's a government facility, the government's, like, been destroyed, like, nobody's gonna be here. Yeah, okay, That's probably so, what he's yeah. thinking, but it's like my brain—facility, yeah. Sure, my brain goes to apocalyptic like brain and goes, "Well, there could be like scary people though
0: still behind these like gate, <laughs> g- this
2: gate, and I don't, like don't want to a
0: deal with that." Society still gun? seems like, to be no functioning. Like, like, like there's, yeah, they're, they're in a town. There's,
2: there's school. There's college. Well, I don't think everything would just completely stop. Stuff doesn't wouldn't just
0: stop. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, like, there's, like, mutants behind the zoo.
2: Oh, no, I'm not saying mutants. I'm just saying, like, scary, mean people that have guns. Like, sure. I,
0: I'm not getting shot. That's my point. He ain't coming in here now. Y'all get back in the car. I mean, they are in the country, okay? Look. Before he can clip the door, he gets tasered. <laughs> <laughs> he just gets tasered. And they take both of them away.
2: A Spielberg? Oh, I, honestly, you know? though, honestly, though, the bright ass light coming up to the yes. car and saying, don't be afraid. And then she just screams bloody murder. <laughs> I'm like, she can't see you, you weirdo. Like, you're just shining this and bright fairness. light. Of course she's going to be scared. A I would big rectangle scream.
0: is the thing that told her not to be afraid.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't see it.
0: <laughs> it's not like a person that can, like, understand that. It's, it's a big a rectangle.
2: <laughs> it's a
0: big rectangle. Kind of Spielbergian, though, right? Because oh, yeah. that big shining light it kind of yes. was like an E.T.-ish kind of moment. I thought. Yeah,
2: it, it does. It did feel like that.
0: So Cooper is being interrogated by TARS. And we, this is where we meet TARS. I want to know what TARS stands for. I didn't look it up what it stands for. Folks at home, let us know if it stands for something. What we learn is that TARS, TARS is this big rectangle robot. He's just a big rectangle it's uh, just with a, a big rectangular
2: robot. Like, it's hard to. You wouldn't catch it at first that the robot is talking. You'd think somebody's talking through a speaker. I think it is. Because it sounds yeah. like a person.
0: Yeah. I think it's a 2001 reference. I think it's supposed to be the monolith It has.
2: It feels like it.
0: Or even Hail 9000 from 2001. Like, it has that look to it. It has that feel. Yeah. yeah. But he is an old Marine. So he was used by the Marines somehow. And he's been decommissioned by the government because he's like, you know, there's no armies anymore. You don't have a purpose anymore. I'll take you. Because Cooper is telling him, he's like telling him he's going to take him home and make him into a vacuum cleaner.
2: Yes. He's like trying to, he's like pretty much his his way of trying to intimidate is saying, yeah, yeah, and talk back is saying, I'm just going to make you into like some weird little thing that you're just going to (laughs) be functioning on my farm for the rest of your like life. I'll just tell it quick. There's Tars, Kip, and Case, right? Yes. So we have three robots that we we come in a, a, along on our little journey. Tars is an
0: anagram for Star. Okay. KIP, Don't know why. Kip is a for Kip Thorn. That I was talking about the 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 scientist oh, that consulted. Yes, us.
2: so that's Kip Thorne. Yeah. And then there's Case, which I guess if you add a P. Because Kip. In the KIP the robot is two P's, so if you take that P and give it to Case, then he's space. Uh,
0: okay. So I don't know
2: why I don't know why you I don't did, like that explanation I don't at like all. That but third
0: explanation yeah, annoys uh, me. That's uh, I don't like that one. Anyway. I like the other
2: two are fine, but Case annoys yeah. me.
0: <laughs> I like Case just fine. He's a fine character.
2: Case is no no no. I'm not saying like the case. I character know
0: I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> we meet Dr. Brand. Yes, And it is Anne Hathaway as Amelia Brand. I watched part of the Red Letter Media review on Interstellar, because we're now at a point where they were reviewing these types of movies. No, and that's uh, so weird. Okay, Their statement was like, and starring Anne Hathaway, who can overact in everything, or something like that. <laughs> and she does a little bit. She's acting like Anne Hathaway in this, but I mean, she's fine.
2: Yeah, I mean, she acts a little stuck up is kind of the idea.
0: Yes, I think so. She's a little pompous. She thinks that Cooper is. She thinks that Cooper is too cavalier.
2: Yeah. I think. Well, I think I think it, it. Her her thoughts of Cooper changes throughout the the movie. But yeah, at this beginning part, she like is a little bit like her nose is up and like looks down at him and thinks he's a little too rough around the edges I think Mm. and stuff like that
0: Mm. so Cooper says that he had a professor named Brand. you know are they related or anything like that and she tells him that Murph is fine he says then just let us leave like nobody knows what this is nobody cares like we just came across it it's
2: not a big deal like we'll just
0: leave but they want to know how he got there and they're like you you can't leave it's like more complicated than that so they open up into this underground bunker room (laughs) looking Mm -hmm. thing with beautiful wood paneling walls all over the place (laughs) yep it is a dream of the 60s is alive and well in this this thing no but there's definitely just looks like an old ass conference room it's definitely just (laughs) an abandoned facility definitely there's a bunch of people around a table and they ask him how he found it and he's like well it's hard to explain and he tells them, like, uh, it was an anomaly. And they're yes. like, what well, kind of an anomaly? Because they're, like, they're really trying to figure out, like, okay, nobody knows about this place. How the hell did you stumble? Like, did you stumble? Like, you didn't just stumble upon this. Yeah, you, you
2: can't just stumble. There's no way you were just driving through. Like, yeah. what were you doing? Yeah. Especially because they know who he is.
0: Right, because Dr. Brand is there. So Michael Kane Michael is playing the older Dr. Brand, Anne Hathaway's father. Right. And he knows who Cooper is. Professor Brand. Yeah, Professor Brand. We'll call him Professor Brand. Because he <laughs> knows who Cooper is because Cooper was working with him for NASA. Right. But they don't like give up the ghost on that quite yet. They, they kind of. I don't. Of, I think he. No I think Coop's also.
2: Well, I mean, he kind of did reveal it to Anne Hathaway, but I think he's also kind of like, oh yeah, I don't really remember everything. Like, oh, I don't know anything. I just want to leave. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's just. Trying I know to, nothing. Let's he's just trying to get. He's trying to get Murph. He's, he's trying to find. Yes. Murph. I guess Cooper. I guess as we're saying this, because I was coming in thinking Cooper is a little two dimensional, because all all he wants is to save his kids, where are his kids, where are his kids. But as we're talking about this, he is like. He does have like that reckless explorer. Oh personality yeah, he wants too. he
2: wants to go explore. He wants to go off and do those types of things. Yes. Yeah.
0: Cooper is trying to navigate around this conversation. Murph just says it was gravity, and the, all of the people in the room kind of look at each other.
2: Yes, and then Seneca Crane asks us more questions about the gravity. So definitely, the Hunger Games are happening at some point in this in this world.
0: <laughs> yes. At, I'm sorry. At, the, at the very least.
2: I didn't realize he was in it. Doyle, one of
0: Doyle's descendants is definitely <laughs> Seneca Crane. Seneca Crane. Wes Bentley playing Doyle in this movie. He's got a beard. He doesn't have future beard. Like he doesn't he does have the thing.
2: fancy beard. You
0: know, twirling, I, didn't, I didn't realize that Timothy Chalamet is playing young Tom, the guy from Dune. Oh, you haven't seen Dune yet. We saw a part of Dune. Yeah. We haven't um, watched the whole thing. So anyway... Cooper's like, okay, but first I'll tell you what I know, but at first I want some assurances. Like, we're not going to end up in, like, the back of a trunk or anything like yes. that. Because he doesn't Fair. know where they're at. You know what? Fair enough. Like... Yeah. And they're like, Cooper, do you, know, do you know where you're all right now? You big silly moron. you farmer. You're nothing but a farmer. You're a silly cow. And... <laughs> you silly cow. <laughs> so Anne Hathaway says, they're NASA. And they're like, the same one you flew for. Back in the day. They open up a wall and they reveal Mm -hmm. a space shuttle that's being worked on. Yes. And we got some backstory here. NASA was shut down because they wouldn't Mm. drop bombs from the stratosphere on starving people.
2: So apparently. They said no to murder
0: is what (laughs) they, that's really what it is. Apparently. At some point, the government was like, we have to get rid of people (laughs) because there's too many to feed.
2: Yeah, I think it was probably starving people in other countries and stuff, too. Because I have a feeling there was a war happening and yeah. all of that. And they're just like, let's but just But they also could, people. like, blame The less it... people we have in the world, the
0: better anyways. And maybe they thought they could blame it on something supernatural or, like, an oh, asteroid. Yeah. If they did it from high right. enough up so that they could say, Nobody like, it was know. an asteroid. And, and it took out, yeah. yeah. <gasps> uh,
2: now it really is, like, President Snow shit, then. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Or is it more coinish? Because <laughs> it's just like, well, we'll just. Uh, I mean, you, know. you could
0: a, a conspiracy <laughs> conspiracy theorist could easily be like, you see this? They're telling you the truth about like how population control is like a thing, and they wanna they wanna stop us from from being able to have children, and they're gonna make us all sterile through fluoride in the water. And uh, N- yeah,
2: nobody yeah. wants to have kids. That's what's happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's actually the opposite where they'll be society. Nobody has money for nobody it. Wants to have children. <laughs> I just don't want to have children because I don't like them but sorry kids (laughs) fuck them kids (laughs) Michael Caine says well they needed to bring us back when they realized that just murdering people was not going to be a good enough solution so they needed to come up with a new (laughs) way to solve this they didn't want to tell people they were spending money on NASA because if you can't feed your kids you don't want to know that your money's going to weirdo experiments going on That may or may not work. You want more results. Now, I get that, and I totally get that in this day and age with idiots out there that would think that. But, like, if you can't do, if you can't grow enough food and stuff, how the hell do you think you're going to figure this out without science experiments? I don't know. Because people are idiots. Yeah, that's the the reason.
2: Yes. (laughs) I go towards science brains, so I I can't think that other way. Like, I I don't know. Folks, don't 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 let us know.
0: They've got a plan. (laughs) Don't let us know. We don't need to hear from you. They've got a plan (laughs) to find a new home. So they've decided, because Cooper's like, well, we'll figure this out. Like, like, because they're like, eventually corn's going to go too, and we're not going to have any food, and Murph's generation is going to be the last generation that's going to be able to live on the planet. So yes. we need to find a new home. We need to find a new way for this to work. Humanity may have started on Earth, but it's not supposed to die on Earth. That's their idea. Like it's supposed to right. find a new home. Again, coming back to, that's great. But this is our home, so we should be trying to find a solution for both. Granted, this in this world, it's too late. At this point, in it's this universe, too late. it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. They have rangers. That were part of the Endurance Space Station. So it's kind of like a new version of the International Space Station. It's this spherical shaped giant mm-hmm. thing, it's kind of floating in, in space. And yes. they went out on missions called the Lazarus missions, where they sent 12 people to 12 different places to try to find something that's
2: sustainable. For yeah, a planet that humans. could
0: sustain humans. And, and life like, in general, <laughs> right? And Cooper's like, "Well, where'd you send them?" Professor Brand is like, "If I'm going to tell you any more, you have to agree to pilot the spacecraft." And he
2: must have made that decision. This professor man, the second he saw him, he's like, we're gonna have him fly that plane." Well, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> I thought, good the same God, thing sir, too, because <laughs> like, I was, was like, "What like, decision?"
0: Right. But but Cooper points that out because he's like, "An hour ago, you didn't even know I was alive." right but they're like well we're short up on astronauts yeah it was just a very quick decision yeah and
2: none of them have even left the ground yet like Cooper
0: has Cooper
2: has right
0: flown this thing before so he's like quite frankly you're the most qualified person we know that exists to be able to do this yeah so they're saying like something sent him here because how else would you have found this there's something going on. And he keeps saying, like, well, who is they? Right. That is the question. And he asks, how, how long would I be gone? They say years. And he's like, but I have kids. And Professor Brent goes, well, then get out there and save them. And save them.
3: <laughs> how long would I be gone? Hard to know. Yes. I've got kids, Professor. Get out there and save them.
0: I am going to enjoy myself a nice steak here at NASA because we, we are, are t- actually <laughs> hogging, we are actually hogging all the meat here at NASA. We're trying we to clone have all the cows. We're trying all to clone those cows. Silly cows. <laughs> all those silly cows. We're trying to clone them here at NASA so that we can have meat. <laughs> so we learned that there were anomalies starting 50 years ago. Th- yes. This is expo- exposition dump. You have to oh, sit absolutely. there with a pen and paper to write down everything that's coming (laughs) yeah take your notes folks it's a it's a Christopher Nolan movie we're learning how all of this works so it always bothers me a little bit about these Christopher Nolan movies that are all heady because there's no I can't think of a good way to do it I'm not a genius like filmmaker but it's so much of like we're going to tell you exactly everything that you need to know in this grouping like can you imagine having gone to the bathroom here you wouldn't have a fucking clue what's going on (laughs) for the rest of the movie I mean, honestly,
2: you should have paused the movie if it's at home then. But I'm talking <laughs> about if you were you in the theater. You should have gone before you went to the movie theater. You should have gone before you went in the theater.
0: Agreed. Yes. Go to the bathroom before you go into the theater. Uh, so there's distortions that were happening yes. in the upper ap- atmosphere starting 50 years ago. One of them mm-hmm. caused the crash that Cooper was in. Cause he was like, "Oh yeah, I saw. It. I wish that in the dream there would have been something. Maybe there yeah, was, and I didn't like you catch could have it. Seen
2: like a ripple or something. Yeah,
0: like maybe I have to go back and watch that first scene again that and scene. see if there was like a ripple or something. But then they say, 48 years ago, out near Saturn, a wormhole opened up. Yes. And in, as far as we know, in the universe, wormholes are not naturally occurring." Someone right. has to, or something has to put them there. It has to be placed in a certain spot and made. And they're like, Yeah. And it was. And something put it there. Something is there trying to tell us we should be trying to get to this wormhole.
2: Yeah. They're trying to help
0: us get to where we need to go, is what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Well, like, what did you do with it then? And they're like, Well, we already sent people in it. We sent 12 people in it
2: yeah, so 10 we years went the ago. Um,
0: <laughs> a decade ago yes
2: well I mean it makes sense it, all of this stuff is, ta- is going to take time none of it's close by you're not just driving up the street
0: so it uh, makes sense
2: that it's going to take that long to get there
0: uh-huh. I don't know what I meant by this but I was trying to get all the timing down because I was like the landing pod would take two years but trying to get the information back to Earth could have taken over ten And they were trying to find which one of which one of the they thought they found 12 planets that were viable through the wormhole in like this other system. And so and like three of them seem pretty viable based on the data they got back. Right. So it's a long shot.
2: But it's the only shot that they have.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Matthew McConaughey is like, well, what about if none of the planets were viable? And I think it's Doyle that's like, hence the bravery. Like, if they go and it's not viable, you're fucked. Like, you're just you're going to die there. That's that's the option. I mean, that's twelve people. Only three seem viable.
2: It's yeah, the rest of them just are just dead.
0: gone. Yeah, I and... think it's interesting too that they went alone. They didn't take like a whole crew with them. Is that what we're supposed to imagine that like? I think
2: one per like. I think they were the one person per and planet, they, and they separated to, to
0: go to each planet and analyze. Okay. okay.
2: So I think they were a crew of themselves and then they it. when they went through the wormhole
0: and then they separated at each and then they separated yes got it okay so there's plan a and there's plan b and plan a is the fact that this facility is a centrifuge so if you look at it it's a spirally centrifuge because they were able to figure out somewhat brand was to able to figure out how to manipulate gravity which is able which means that you're able to manipulate Time and space, because and it all goes back to Einstein's theory of relativity, and I am not smart enough to explain or understand most of it. All I know is that it is a real thing where time affects you differently depending on the gravity. So technically, if you were to live in a cloud city (laughs) 30,000 feet in the air, time would be slightly different than on the ground. Yes, and that's that's a minor difference.
2: But if you but went to a
0: different planet... That had a different type of gravity, then they would have different length of days and you would age differently because time would work differently because it's, it's relative to your own space and like how gravity is yes. pulling on you. But you're also able to manipulate space by manipulating gravity if you could figure that out, hence why they have this it's facility built like a circle... So there's actually there's no ceiling. It's all just it could all loop around in a in a sphere.
2: Right, that's the idea. That's going to be their idea with it. Yes.
0: Which I think is also why the wormhole has to be able to manipulate space time, because you need to be able to, like open up. We'll get into that in a, in a in a little bit. Oh
2: yeah, when we when we get to the visualization of what a wormhole would physically look like for a human.
0: <laughs> it kind of like hurts your head for a second. Yeah. <laughs> so if they can f- harness gravity, they can figure out how to get this whole facility into space, and they can make more facilities so that they could send all of humanity into space in these right. type of all things. All or
2: as much as possible into space. Yeah. There's plan, no way they're getting everybody.
0: Planned. There's no, 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 no way. There's no way no, no. they were going to be getting. We're not everybody. sending in like an no, arc no, 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 situation. No. You're right. We're not sending any of the poor people. That's for damn sure. <laughs> No poor people, no ugly people, and no fat people. Those people could stay right here on Earth and starve themselves to death for wow. all I can.
2: <laughs> I mean, come on. You, don't t- you can't tell me that that's not the situation that would happen.
0: A hundred percent. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Like there, there's an interesting story in between the, Definitely. the Tesseract and the ending of the movie, which is how oh, yeah. do they all come to peace with being able to leave the planet and the only solution to that is there's enough room for everybody because otherwise there'd be wars over getting to leave the planet exactly exactly you're in a situation where lisa has a ticket to board the spaceship to be the ship's spell checker but she can only take one parent and she has to choose between marge and homer yep mom (laughs) That's one of my favorite moments.
1: Oh, poor Homer.
0: <laughs> now, this is gonna be very difficult. You can only choose one parent mom. <laughs> Plan B is to make a population bomb. So they're gonna yep. take all these embryos with them to whatever planet is viable. They're gonna yes. they're gonna implant ten percent of them or something surrogacy. like that. Yeah. Right. And then they're going to slowly increase the biodiversity of all these genes because they're going to take they're they're taking a bunch of different genes and they're taking a bunch of genomes and they're like 30 years careful
2: with gene splicing and stuff yeah yeah
0: they're like 30 years on a new planet and and we'd have a population of thousands and it would just kind of grow from there which is also an interesting sci-fi idea too if you wanted to make that movie it's an interesting
2: concept and that's actually something that people tend to to look at a lot of too i'm sure very
0: interesting very interesting so Michael Caine tells Cooper, "Find us a new home, and by the time we return, I'd solve the problem of gravity, and we'll be able to to do this." Murph is mad at him for agreeing to leave. They like she like stomps into the house when they come back, and he tries to explain to her that he has to go. He won't say that he has to save the world, and he tells right. he tells Anne Hathaway Brand later. Because she's like, can't you couldn't you have just told her you were saving the world? And he's and he says something to the effect of, when you have kids, that's not good enough because like you, you're all that matters to them and they're all that matters to you. So saving the world is not something that that it's going to like solve it.
2: Right. Plus, you have to keep kids hopeful. And, yes. Like yes. Positive. Telling telling so you them can't that... say,
0: the world is ending. Like yeah. <laughs> I My daddy has it. to save it. <laughs> uh, I, I I guess I get that. She but learns Cooper, it later in life, but... Cooper, you know you're going to be gone for a long time. Wouldn't you rather go kind of saying, I need to do this for you? To help
2: save the world? Yeah. To keep it the, the only
0: The only reason I'm doing this is for you. Now... There could be a selfish reason it he wants matter. to do this to it explore, because
2: she's she she still doesn't get to keep him. That's not it's it doesn't matter to her.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure, no, I I get that, but like, be a little grateful here, Coop or, or, or Murph. Like, uh, yeah. your your dad has tried to. He's only doing this for you, technically. Yeah. Now you well, could you could argue that he's trying to be selfish seen... to explore the yeah. the universe. That's
2: I think how she
0: sees it. She sees uh, it as him just going
2: off and exploring without them and leaving them on this awful place and he's not really doing it for anything but himself.
0: Okay. That's fair. That's a I so guess that's then he true. should tell her I yeah. am doing
2: this for more than just me.
0: Yeah. But yeah. he doesn't. I think she figures it she figures it out eventually. She figures at the end it of out. The movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, but she's still like pissed at him for like, you know, decades. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs>
0: He freaks her out. So he gives gives her a watch. Because he he tells her, like, I'm going to be going through places, like, near black holes and wormholes and stuff. And my gravity's going to change. So time's going to change. So we're going to sync up these watches. Which I think is, like, a
2: cool science thing that he's like, look, I'm going to tell you about this cool science thing. Yeah.
0: But he he tells (laughs) her that because time is going to be different, we might end up being the same age. And that scares the shit out of her. Well, of course it does cuz one that's so many years away.
2: Right. Cuz I have to get to that your age for us right. to be the same age.
0: Yeah. So that's I scary. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Totally freaks her out. <laughs> he leaves saying he is going to come back. He promises that he's going to come back. It's it's very emotional. Matthew McConaughey is actually very very good in this movie. He is oh, yeah. very good he in this. It makes it very emotional. And the actress the little girl, what is the little girl's name? I probably should find that actress's name. Mackenzie Foy? I feel like I know that. Is she and other shit cuz she does of a she pretty is. good job yes, of like is. being upset. She played she Ren- seen her she played in and in, in Breaking yes. Dawn. Yes, she plays
2: the older Renesme. That's probably She'll like I... where I recognize her face.
0: Yeah, she's not in a ton actually she must have stopped acting she's in the conjuring i don't know. i do remember her in the conjuring okay so she's like in a few things but anyway i think that she does fine in this like portraying a daughter who feels like she's kind of been betrayed in a way yes. right so so yeah i i could see that like where she's kind of where she feels kind of abandoned a little bit right so he leaves i feel like even though they're like, look, we need to do this quickly because we need to do this as quick as possible, and you already know how to fly the Ranger. Wouldn't this take some time?
2: Oh my like, god! Like they I make it—they so. make
0: it seem like they launched this rocket like a couple of days after they found the thing. It—it
2: it may have been like a week later. It may have been. It—I'm—I'm it, it, I'm assuming that they just kind of got them all settled. I think in, it would have taken out, a few months said, to like. Here are the. But they don't have a few months. I think that's I their guess. point, is we got to get you in space as fast as possible because of that time relativity thing. we got to get you in space right. now because we're not going right. to get information back to you for this. years. Yeah,
0: yeah. I suppose so, because it just seems weird that you could have gotten her a little more used to the a fact that you were going to leave because it's going to take yeah. some time. But yeah, they make it seem like it was, like, immediate. He says goodbye to Tom. He says goodbye to John Lithgow. And she runs out the house. She runs out the, ho- I know they did this, they do this for like the emotionality of it. He could have stopped and turned around and hugged her, cause,
2: yes. cause yes he could have.
0: She's saying that like she's screaming. The, the ghost it did leave a message in Morse code that said "stay." you're yes. supposed to stay and all this stuff. And she's screaming to right. him. He could have turned around. I get why they didn't do that, but like, come on, you saw come her on. in the rearview mirror.
2: Yes, you did. Yes, he could have come and and, and did a big goodbye hug and left.
0: run differently for us.
3: You and me? What? Imagine that.
1: (laughs) Ah, Murph. You have no idea when you're coming back. No idea, Oh! oh!
3: Don't, don't mind, don't make me leave like this. Come on, Murph. Don't make me leave like this, Murph. I love you forever, you hear me? I love you forever and I'm coming back. I'm coming back.
0: So is this the but point where you said, when are they going to get to space? Cause we're like yes. 45 this minutes This is in. the
2: point where I was like, are we, are we going to space soon? And yes, the answer is the next it's 1230 scene. 1230
1: at night and I'm tired.
0: to be continued in part two this thanksgiving